Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. GMGP, how y'all doing this morning? I appreciate y'all waking y'all asses up here on Friday, September the 8th, 2023. Y'all know who it is, your boy Ray G. Y'all decided to wake up with your boy, and I am happy you are here. Who we got in the building this morning? There's a lot of people in the chat. We were a little late. I'm sorry about that. What's up, Brandon? GMGP to you. Gretchen, how are you? Got a congratulations to Lindsay. Is that Lindsay Mack? What's Lindsay Wack Mack? Whoa, whoa. Whoa, Jay Rich. Longtime wake-up viewer, one of the patrons, one of the squad members, Lindsay Mack. Wife and I are getting ready for our first child in December. Congratulations, Lindsay. Congratulations. Uh, very happy for you, man. Shout out to Lindsay Mack. She has been tapping in with us, Jay Rich, since the damn beginning, man. Congratulations to you and your wife, Lindsay. That's dope. New child in December, right at the end of fantasy season. You see how they timed that thing out? They timed it out, baby, towards the end of fantasy season so she could just, you know, go through the summer uh, unimpeded so congratulations to you lindsey gretchen in the building brian jimbo what's up baby yeah we'll get there jimbo what's up with you jimbo ty declare in the building josh in the building drew what's up drew gerard gerard bunch of folks in here emilio raymond rico what's going on we got a dope show for you and yes the nfl season is officially back a lot to talk about we had the chiefs and the lions last night and then jay there was some news that I missed last night. My sons, uh, they had uh, two games this week, six years old. Got them playing twice a week, but they had a game last night. They tied 10-10. James, little man went three for three, baby. Three for three. Let's go. Short stop. Yeah, man. Contact hitter. Not a power hitter, contact hitter. So I missed some of the news that happened. Let's get you on the screen, Jay, and talk about it for a minute. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Want to say congrats to Lindsay. That's amazing. I didn't want to interrupt amazing. you there while you're going through the intros, but wanted to say congrats to her. That's so dope. Um, super exciting for you too. So really happy for y'all. And like you mentioned, man, Lindsay's been with us forever, bro. Yes, like for the has. longest. So can't be happier for one of our viewers. Um, but Ray, man, I mean, you know, want to talk about stuff that broke yesterday. The NFL season was almost here, and that means contract time is upon us. And my goodness, Ray, yeah, we got a monster. From I didn't Joe see. We'll Burrow. get to it. Don't don't bring it up. I don't want to bring it up. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I didn't see it. So when you How put do you in, not see the contract? Well, I didn't see the highest paid player in NFL history. This when I'm in coach, so it. I coach. So I'm in coach yeah, yeah. mode, man. I, I no phone. 
None of that. What you I'm coaching this year? These six-year-olds playing damn baseball, man. So I didn't see anything even last night. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Everybody out there, I, I announced it on um on when was the last show? Wednesday. Today's Friday. Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> but this Sunday morning, I will be having a new show over here on the Wake Up Channel. Uh, Breakfast mm-hmm. and Bets. Uh, Mitch Carl will be on along with myself. But it will be uh, I think Jay. When am I doing it? Nine a.m. Eastern time. I think Breakfast Breakfast and Bets. So here's my. Here's my plea to the fantasy community. I think we should tap into this. Listen, Jay, we think we know everything. Ah, Jarek McKinnon's going to be so involved. They set the line at two and a half receptions as one damn catch, man. These sports bettors are the sharpest people in the world. They got all this damn information. So instead of you just watching your favorite start-sit show and somebody telling you, oh, I like this player better than the other, come tap into the betting show. Let's talk about what Vegas Mm -hmm. is doing with the lines. They've... They're factoring in weather, game environment, home and away splits. Like, come watch this show. And if you're looking like, damn, he's only projected 40 yards, two and a half receptions, maybe I don't want to start this player. So make sure you tap in. Breakfast and bets with your boy this Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Jay, um, what else we got before we get into the show, man? We got a lot to get. We got a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot to get to. Big show sheet, a uh, big game last night, and a lot of fallout, I'm sure. A lot of overreactions because, you know, the fantasy community is always yes. so rational, right? Always so-, so rational. But I don't know where you want to start, whether you want to get straight to the game, whether you want to talk about Bosa, whether you want to talk about Burrow, whether we'll you want talk to talk about, about Bosa. What, what, what happened with Bosa? There was some Bosa news. Go ahead, run the Bosa oh, news. Man, so Coast Bosa got highest paid defensive player in history 170 million 125 million guaranteed 30 million dollars almost more than Khalil Mack's previous contract with the Bears um the 49ers paid up to get their man we'll see about his availability this week and we'll touch on that when we get to the Pittsburgh San Fran game but Bosa got his money thank God they needed him and now Ray honestly the way I see it when are the Niners going to pay a quarterback? Because that defense is loaded they're paying Nick Bosa like their quarterback because he truly is to that defense I'm super excited for him and kind of what he means to that team. I I Listen, we've been talking about this privately in the Discord. Patreon.com forward slash all gas. Join the Discord. I I think, Jay, I'm just just some theory here. I think NFL teams want to find, I'm just saying, Brock Purdy. Basically, a cheap quarterback that they can build all these superstars around. They don't have to pay a lot of money. Like We're going to talk about Brock Purdy later, but I, I do think that we're going to get to a point where we see... More NFL teams during the draft take shots on third-round quarterbacks, fourth-round quarterbacks. And that's not to say that every last one of them are going to get an opportunity. But, Jay, I bet I bet you this, Jay. Bet money. The Raiders give Aiden O'Connell. They're going to give him a shot to see what they got. This season? Uh, li- listen, let me finish my statement. They are going to give him a shot before they go spend a first-round pick on another quarterback. I bet you they give him an opportunity to play just to see what they have. You know, like maybe this guy can Brock Purdy us and we can build around him. But I do think mm-hmm. that from a cost perspective, you may see more teams just take some shots on some guys later. If they get a couple of spot starts, could we potentially work something out here, build around these guys? And you look at the 49ers, and this this team is ready to go. The highest-paid D lineman in the NFL, the highest-paid running back in the NFL. I believe uh, Trent Williams, I don't think he's the highest-paid left tackle now, but I know they've got the highest-paid running back, the highest-paid now, the highest-paid defensive end. Yeah, so you know it it provides that flexibility for the team. So shout-out to Nick Bosa, and all this means is Micah Parsons is about to break the bank. Micah Parsons next year 
will get the highest contract that we've ever seen in NFL history for a defender, and deservingly so. So good for Nick Bosa. He's back. Uh, but Chris Jones is not back. But I think his bag nope. price is raising up after <laughs> last night, Jay. So let's get into it. The Lions and the Chiefs played last night. Lions go into Arrowhead Stadium on banner night and get it done, Jay. Did you see this coming? Did you see the Lions making it happen? And let's talk about the players in the game, the fallout. Then I got this uh, overreaction piece that we're going to do, and I want the audience to play with us too. So I didn't see the Lions winning, right? Um I was on with Jordan Vanek yesterday on my pod that dropped this morning, and we talked mm -hmm. about this game just a little bit because I wanted, you know, his philosophy on the Chiefs overall. And, you know, we talked a lot about Chris Jones and his impact. And you saw that basically from the second quarter on, the Lions could pretty much run down their throats, right? Especially in the second half, they were running the ball at will. Jameer Gibbs should have had a touchdown, but he slipped. Um, I think Jared Goff did enough, 22 for 35, 230, 253, and a touchdown. Um, but in my opinion, the offensive line really was the stars of this game. You know, David Montgomery, for everything he's not, maybe it was only 3.6 a carry, but those 21 carries for 74 yards in a tub were definitely worth it. He was in on a lot of pass blocking downs. You know, we don't expect Jameer Gibbs to play on those, especially when they need that protection. I think that Montgomery did enough to provide support for Jared Goff in the backfield. But, you know, I think we saw some great things from Sam Laporta. We saw some great things from Josh Reynolds when he wasn't dropping passes. Amon Ross St. Brown was great. I think all the questions really start on the Chiefs' side, Ray. You know, we weren't sure what they're going to look like. Kelsey obviously didn't play in this one, and it kind of showed down the stretch. You know, early on, the Chiefs were playing well. But after that, I'd say second half and beyond, the Lions really dominated them. And I don't know what to make of the Chiefs right now. You know, Mahomes was good. And his receivers I, I, and playmakers really let him down Jay. in this one. I'm going to stop you. I think nothing of the Chiefs. I think they're the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a team that played without multiple defenders. They played without arguably the biggest X factor in football in Travis Kelsey. They played without arguably the best defensive tackle in football in Chris Jones. And they were still right there. They had egregious drops from Kadarius Toney, who I, I, I think I never want to say a player like lost the game for a team. But in this case, you know what Kinda I was did. thinking about last night, man? You know what I was thinking about? Here's a question, Jay. You ready? I'm just asking the question. You ready for this one? Who do fans today hate worse, Kadarius okay. Tony or Eagles fans and Jalen Rager? Which one of those two right now do you think people hate the, hate more right now? It has to be Kadarius Tony. It has to I be. I mean, he lost in that game, It Jay. has to be. Pick six, pick six, his fault. Then he goes across the middle. There's a mesh concept. Confusion. I'm not putting that one it was on a drop. Him. That was that was, in my opinion, poor timing from Mahomes. Maybe he had to get rid yeah, of I'm it, but it was like I'm not it wasn't necessarily to either guy. We're not blaming right? Tony for that. But, but down the field on third, third and twenty, dropped dude, it. What are you doing? Terrible. What are you doing? I mean, and it, Ray, it, I think I think we're gonna see more Justin Ross. I don't like. How could you throw him back out there? He just looked completely unprepared for the game. Com complete. You can't. You gave up six points, and then you probably mm -hmm. cost yourself another six points, right? So at least twelve from Kadarius Tony, and it's just frustration. It's frustration. It's frustration. So I, I am. That is one where you know a lot of people drafted him in underdog. There was a lot of hype about him getting this opportunity. Immediately yeah. after that pick six, they had Justin Ross in the game for him. And Justin Ross, I believe, is the direct backup to Kadarius Tony. We'll see, Jay. We'll I I think they need to find they they need to find somebody else because if he's going to be dependent upon or relied upon to make those clutch catches, 
I just don't know if he's a dependable guy for Patrick Mahomes. That was a rough, that was one of the worst performances I've seen from a receiver in a long time, man. I'm, I was going to say, like, I'm not trying to overreact, but that was legitimately the worst performance from a wide receiver I think I've bad. ever seen, right? Like, he was dropping everything in sight, the pick six. Even when he ran the reverse, he lost, like, four yards because he didn't it's run bad. to the edge quick enough. And it's, I don't know what it was with Tony. You know, you talk about the Chiefs. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, two for 48. Justin Watson, two for 45. Noah Gray, three for 31. Ray, Isaiah Pacheco led the team in receptions. It's crazy. With four. Now, nah, Joe. Know, Rasheed Rice got involved. It's, Joe said Tony low-key boo got uh, low-key booed, too. It was a rough yeah. one. Nah, he didn't get low-key booed. He got high-key booed. <laughs> they was booing his ass for real, Joe. Like, you know it. Joe's trying to soften it on a Friday. She's friendly Friday. Joe's like, I'm not here for the violence. Low-key. No, high-key, Joe. He got booed. It was a... Uh, it was a rough night for him, Jay. But for me, I think this was more of a testament to the Detroit Lions than it was an indictment against the Chiefs. I'm not worried yep. about Kansas City long term. Once I, I just I want to know if people caught what I caught and I don't want to overreact to it either. They said they tested Kelsey out pregame in the um, in the pool. Right. Said mm. he had zero power, zero power. Wow. Not couldn't even couldn't even do the pregame warm up. So I'm just wondering how. How injured is Kelsey? You know, how how hurt is he really? I thought Noah Gray was fine. Like, the tight ends were yeah. fine. They weren't Travis Kelsey, but collectively, Noah Gray, Blake Bell, I plays, thought they right? were fine. You know, I'm watching that. I'm saying they could do this another week or two, let Kelsey get 100% or close to 100%. They'll be yeah. okay without him. But then you're getting dropped. Sky Moore was completely invisible in that game. And then you just have to wonder, like, damn, are they okay? Do they need another pass catcher? McKinnon did nothing. Nothing. What What a bad bet that was. A lot of us, me included, said McKinnon is going to be a beneficiary. Zero for McKinnon. Like, he did nothing. Yep. No runs. Dropped a pass. One reception. So, this is, this is what happens, Jay. I am not shocked. You got to understand, these teams have prepped all summer, damn near, through yeah. training camp for this game. And inside of those plans were Travis Kelsey. Then you tell mm -hmm. me two days before the game, I'm not going to have offenses. I'm surprised they looked as okay as they did. I'm not worried about them. Get Chris Jones back. Get Travis Kelsey back. I think Kansas City will be fine, Jay. But my question to you is, um, do you want to do a little overreaction game? Do you want to have a little, uh, little overreaction fun? Okay, let's have, a little, let's, let's have a little heat check. I just want to ask you, everybody in the chat, you got to participate. It's a damn game. It's a family. It's Friday. We're having some fun. Would you trade for or trade away this player right now? Trade for or trade away. And let's start with the man that seems like he frustrated everybody last night, and we'll get to it. Let's talk about Jameer Gibbs. Heat check on Jameer Gibbs. So he had nine touches in his debut. Every one of them looked explosive. Like you said, mm -hmm. got the ball on a counter near the goal line. Tripped and fell. If he wouldn't have fell, he would have scored a touchdown. There's he, he's in the yeah, end he was zone. Trips and falls. But Jameer Gibbs, you know, you look at David Montgomery, 21 carries, zero, zero receptions. I don't even know if he got targeted, Jay. Zero he, targets. He, zero targets, zero receptions. Yet everybody is panicking about Jameer Gibbs. It's week one on the road, banner night against the champs. Anybody out there that thought Jameer Gibbs was about to walk out there and get 25 touches, you're out of your damn mind. So Jay, I'm asking you, today, right now, overreaction, heat check, you trading for or trading away Jameer Gibbs? 
I would pretty easily be trading for Jameer Gibbs, especially because right it answer. seems like the sentiment is a little bit down for better or worse. You know, he had only played 29% of snaps, 21% of the attempts, and 25% route participation. That's courtesy of Dwayne McFarland's utilization report from My Fantasy Life. Go and check that out because these numbers do matter. When you see he's yes. only playing 29% of snaps, of course he's not going to have a monster game unless he scores a touchdown. But to your point, first game of the season he can go up in touches. He can go up in snaps. He can play more. And so there's definitely more opportunity on the way for Gibbs. And what we saw from him was the explosiveness, was the contact balance, was the tackle breaking. There was a couple plays where he should have lost yards and he was gaining two or three. And there was even one play where he broke three tackles and ran for a first down for like over 12 yards and he was hitting the backfield. So easily, 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 you want to buy if the price drops okay. even a minuscule amount. Patrick said... But are y'all paying yesterday's price today? Like, I think if you have Gibbs, you should feel good. Don't, here's my thing. Anybody, don't worry. And let me tell you right now, I'm not going to be shocked if the Atlanta Falcons give Tyler Algier a bunch of work in week one and not ruin yep. Bijan, right? So don't, it's week one. He got the high value touches. You th Here's the problem with the Lions, Jay. And we inside of the Destination Debbie community have been anti-Jamison Williams. Want no part of him. No part of that J-Mo. They need him. The Detroit Lions, they got a dub. Really? That team lacks speed significantly, Jay. They lack, they don't have any speed. What was it? Josh Reynolds got the ball in the open field. Walked down by a linebacker. And I get it, Willie Gay can run. But hawked down by a linebacker. All that talk about Amon Ra being used down the field. I'm not nope. buying it, Jay. I'm just not buying it. It, I, it didn't happen last night. I don't think it's going to happen. Amon Ra is dope. But when you're talking about the Trinity, target share, air yard share, yards after the catch, the air yard share is the problem with me. Amon Ra's never been an air yards guy, so he's got to live off of volume. He's dope. Got a touchdown. Phenomenal. All I'm saying is yep. I don't think he's going to be used downfield. Marvin Jones doesn't have it in him anymore. They need an element of speed on that offense in the worst way. The only player with some juice on that offense is Gibbs right now. That is it. That is the yeah. only ounce of juice that they have on that offense, and it was very evident last night. So next heat check, Jay, what are you doing with this player right now in Dynasty? And this is an interesting one, Jay. Talk to me about Isaiah Pacheco. Led the team in receptions, but, I mean, it was a lot of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on the field last night, Jay. Mahomes scrambling around, a lot of Clyde. A lot of people drafted Pacheco in underdog drafts to be you know, a rock-solid RB2 this year for their fantasy teams. Scott Connor and I were talking last night, Jay, that he thinks it's just going to be a full-on three-way committee all year. So you have Isaiah Pacheco today. Are you looking to, or, or you don't have him, are you looking to buy him? Or are you looking to move him, man? I think if the price was right, not to say it was like low, but I actually would probably be looking to buy Pacheco okay. because he was a guy who missed time with injury right throughout the offseason. So he was coming back a little bit slower. I think just like last season, you know, Clyde started the year and he was playing, but then we realized that Pacheco was much better as a player. And I think that even showed on the field this week, right? Like Clyde got involved and that was kind of just annoying from a fantasy standpoint. But if the Chiefs want to win games, they're going to have to put their best players on the field. And I think we all know, and even they know, Clyde is not one of their better running backs. That would definitely be Isaiah Pacheco. And so I would be buying. You know, the receptions aren't going to be there every week. But it was definitely encouraging because it wasn't something we saw last season. So I think it's just a, a slow way to ease him back into the offense for week one. And I think just like last season, he will take over once again as the lead dog in this backfield.
This was split. The chat, I got probably half of the people saying I'll buy, some saying I'll hold, some saying you need to sell. So interesting one with, with Isaiah Pacheco. Heat check this player right now, Jay. This is an easy one. I, I'm going to heat check it, but everybody should be excited and encouraged. But the reason why I'm heat checking is because I saw some fantasy analysts pretty much saying it wasn't that good of a performance. He didn't break any tackles, didn't do anything after the catch. Why are we so excited? Sam Laporta. Jay, Detroit Lions, rookie tight end. I don't know what his stat line was. I'm not about to fake the funk, but I did saw him make a couple of tough grabs. I know he got tackled early a couple of times, but first game to see his involvement, I was very encouraged by Sam Laporta. So I'm just going to say, I know he didn't break any tackles. I know he didn't do anything after the catch, but man, I, I'm very, if, if I did not have any Laporta today, in my mind, I bet hmm, I might be secretly trying to grab me some Sam Laporta. So what are you doing? You trading away or are you trading for Sam Laporta? I would definitely still be trading for Sam Laporta. The question okay. is, is what is that price? Because you, I know, don't you know. said you're not really sure of the stat line. He was five for five, so five targets, five receptions, mm -hmm. only 39 yards. So it was a lot of dink and dunk type stuff. And to your yep. point, he didn't he didn't look as explosive um, after the catch that we saw in college. But again, he's coming to the NFL, different game, right? Bigger, yeah, faster, yeah, yeah. stronger, and he'll adjust in my opinion. But he did look great in the run blocking game. Yes. He sealed the edge very the well. Field. I mean, Iowa tight end, right? 72% of uh, route, route participation. Uh, Dwayne McFarlane wants to see around 80. So he's almost there. 72%. We want to see 80 for a tight end. 19% targets per route run. He said that's good. And he said, more importantly, for a rookie, those are great marks. Rookie tight ends never play. They never see any work. When we see him come in and he was third on the team in receptions yesterday. That's great. Like for an offense that clearly is funneling to a few targets, it was Josh Reynolds, it was Amara, and it was Laporta. And you know, Marvin Jones got his targets as well. But if he's looking like the way he's looking, yeah, he's man. not going to be getting targets for long. So you look at that three headed monster, any tight end who's the top three target on their team, especially when you're seeing volume like this, I want that player on my team. And especially we know he can be a, a monster in the red zone potentially as well for a team that doesn't have a lot of big guys that can do it in the red zone. I do like Laporta long term and would definitely be buying. The stat line looks, you know, kind of okay, but for I'm, a guy who's playing almost five 80 targets? snaps. You dude, five you targets, he's 80 be snaps almost. I mean, he got Take more it. targets and receptions than Jameer Gibbs. I'm in. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we liked him before, but this was encouraging. The fact that he is a good blocker, he's going to be on the field. This yep. feels good. I didn't see a lot of James Mitchell. I didn't see a lot of Brock Wright. So this feels good. Very, Very much. Everybody has Laporta feels great today. They feel great today. Let me ask you real quick, Jay. Would you trade him for a first and a tear down at a tight end? Maybe, um, you know, you get a 24 first and Gerald Everett. 24 first and Gerald Everett for Laporta. I could In see vacuum. someone making that trade. I don't think that's a bad process move to sell high on Laporta because I think the reality is, is that even though I like the talent, we don't know if he has this great well, let, ceiling let, let, either. We gotta like, go. Just answer the question. Laporta? I would say, yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay, what about, um? let, let me get a little dirtier just to see. Uh, Dalton Schultz in the first for your Laporta. I think you'd be fine doing it. I think if you can get a capable tight end and a first, I think that's fine. Why? So what? where would be your cutoff point? I don't know. Like, Next I'm, question. I'm, I think though. I'm right. more inclined to look at Njoku and a second yeah, I'm not for Laporta. Njoku and a second for Laporta? Uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's go, let's go. We got two more overreaction we buy in or we selling, all right? You trading for or trading away. Here we go. Everyone's favorite receiver. This guy, uh, listen, y'all told me, you told me, Jay Rich, this, I, I asked, I asked you this, I flat out, hey, pull the receipts. 
I fle- I asked you this shit on on Wednesday. I was like, hey man, which I don't know about any of these. Re- did I not say it? Did I not say it? I don't know about any of these guys? You're all you right. All right, I'm telling you, I Scott wasn't Moore is that the guy. Confident, I no, said he's the guy. Sky all right, what are you doing with Scott Moore? St- what are you doing with Scott Moore? You trading the hell for him or you trading him away? I would be put. Well, the problem is you can't put him on the block because he's not worth anything right now. I mean, the dude only had a 7.7% target share absence of Travis Kelsey. I mean, Ray, like, what are we doing here? This guy should be getting the ball. He can't. Canarius Tony, who is literally allowing pick sixes. Why should he be get, passes, why you, getting why more should he get the ball? Why Moore. should he get the ball? Why should he get the ball? But he what did do we get do it. with him? Does he, he have any ball. value One today? One rush for four yards. It's just... And you then can't the catch do anything he gets, with Sky gets Moore. You gotta back. pray that he has a good game and then sell him because he's doing nothing right now. He, he, we heard, oh, it's Sky Moore season. Everybody, get ready! It's Sky Moore's time to shine. What do you do? Zero receiving yards. This guy's supposed to be a wide receiver. He's wearing a running back number, and guess what, Ray? He's playing like it. Ridiculous. Okay, Absolutely can, ridiculous. can I? And the only play he did make was taken back on a on a penalty on a holding call. Of course, I'll say make this, it even worse. man. I, I think. He was targeted a couple of times, so there's a look. Three. Three targets on the on the box score plus the one that got called back. So less than Tony, less than Rasheed Rice, the same as Pacheco, less than Noah Gray, equal to Watson if you count the penalty, but Watson also drew a penalty and uh, more than MVS because MVS only Yo, got two. Joe, Joe's already called him psych more, fried more, he's cooked. <laughs> Joe, relax. She she is going in on him. Um. Somebody said, Ray, I thought Justin Ross was the truth. He's playing behind all these guys. Uh, did I ever say he was? The, when did I say he was the truth? What are you talking you just about? Said, we just said he hopes he makes the 53. But yeah, we Ray, said you we know hope they, we're happy they for We hope he makes the 50. Touchdown, yeah. When they scored the first touchdown, did you see, you see him at the top of the screen against yeah. like someone who's 5'10"? I was like, yeah. oh, man, okay. the fade is coming and the hype is about to go crazy. Sky Mo- Sell. I, I, I Sell. Don't- I don't think the sky, Jay, Ray, to... Ray, the thumbnail was almost the sky is falling. Because that's how bad it is right now. I'm not trying to go We're too rushing. far and I just one more week. One more week. <laughs> You're the one who told everybody that's the one to play, but one I said more it's week the only we one fool. we should believe in. And I think that's fair. Right. I think that's fair. All right, last one. Buying or sell buy, are you right now, two day after the game, overreacting? Are you buying or selling this player? Jameson Williams, what are you doing with J-Mo? We talked about the lack of speed on this Lions offense. Got the job done. A lot of good players. Jay, I believe once he's back from his suspension, brick hands or not, they're going to throw him out there. They are going to throw him out there and let him do drag routes, nine routes, bang eights. They're going to let him do those things. Just get down the field, open it up. for, And I think it would be good for St. Brown. Like It looked like Amon Ra was yeah. due for like 11 receptions. And I don't know if Kansas City adjusted coverage on him. But they pretty much said, we're not going to let you keep doing this over the middle dig routes. We're not going to let you continue to have those routes. Majority of his routes were in between like 10 yards or fewer. So hopefully J-Mo coming back, being able to open that up, utilizing Gibbs some more in space can provide Amon Ra and Laporta with some of those more intermediate opportunities. But right now today, J-Mo, you trading for him or trading him away? Can I request a price? 
I think I'm trading him away. A second I know, round I know you, pick. I know you. Second round pick is what you can get for him. Second or second. I think or I'd want more than a second. Um, You're not but I would more definitely be considering it. A second. I'd be considering. Are you going to be greedy? I know or that you, you just don't think, take it. I know you don't think Josh Reynolds was valuable, but he literally led their team in receiving yards. I didn't and say was he wasn't valuable. He had a, but you he, said he got hogged down. Which is, I just said I mean, he was slow, happens, which is objectively right? true. He's slow. He's a slow player. But he moved the chains. He made big plays. Like. Yes, he didn't have the biggest play where he ran it into the end zone. He got caught down, but he kept onto the ball. He played well. I actually am like a little bit concerned that Reynolds could take his job to some degree. That and then you're take, looking at no to I'm some tough. degree, take some of his snaps away because if if Jamo's not showing like the first round pick and he's already not in camp because he's suspended and Reynolds is playing well, what's the incentive to give Jamo snaps over Reynolds when you're trying to win games and make the playoffs, right? And then he gets reduced to a role that's probably out of the slot. Yes, he'll get it. I just told you what the incentive is, is because they have no team speed. That's the incentive. Okay, but where's the value going to come from if he's only getting like two targets a game? It doesn't. It, the value comes from what that does for the rest of the team. The value is you add an element of speed to your offense and it opens up things for the players that you want to throw the ball to. Has nothing to do with him coming in and taking a, this monstrous target share away from Amon Ra or Laporta or Gibbs or whomever. But for this offense, him being back, he will get opportunities. They want to run the play action, but there's nobody to throw the ball downfield. After golf play actions and rolls out, he's in a seven-step drop. There's nobody down there. Amon Ra's right there, five yards away from the line of scrimmage. Reynolds is slugging it out there on the side, right? They don't have anybody. So that's where the value comes. Joe said a second ain't enough. You could have gotten him. You could, I think you could still you get him. You could have got a first all offseason. I, I think you probably could, you could still could in some spots, man. Still in some yeah. Jay, it's already 7:30, and we got to get through the damn game. So uh yeah, we will do this every Friday. We are going to just overreact to what we saw on Thursday. Just for fun, man. It was a fun game. It was a fun game. Uh, good stuff, Jay. But we got a little bit of news. Talk about it real quick. What's the news? What we got? So since our show on Wednesday, Cooper Cup was officially ruled out. So it is officially Van Jefferson season and Tyler Higby going to have massive weeks this week. So excited to see what happens with them. You know, can this Rams team ultimately keep up with Seattle? We'll see. We'll break down that game a little bit later on. And then, of course, Joe Burrow, mega extension, $275 million over five years, $219 million guaranteed, slightly more than Justin Herbert. But trailing, of course, the money man himself, Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed over five years with the Cleveland Browns. But Joe Burr got his money. And man. now, Ray, we got to expect a big game from a guy who is one and four versus the Cleveland Browns in his career. So Joe Burr has to show up now. Money bag Joe. Joe Cool. Excited to see him get his money, though. Dude deserved it. We've been waiting on this for feels like months now. Happy to see the Bengals ultimately got it done with Joe Burrow because he yeah. has meant everything to that franchise highest, ever since they drafted Highest-paid quarterback in NFL history? Player in NFL history, period. Highest-paid player in NFL history, but not the most guaranteed money, right? <laughs> not quite the most guaranteed yet. Still, we still got not topping to old Deshaun Watson, huh? <laughs> Deshaun Man. Watson getting what the contract do? of the century. What did Cleveland do? Man. The, the Cleveland Browns set the worst precedent in NFL history by paying Deshaun Watson $230 right. million guaranteed. But we'll get there. Someone will pass him eventually, one of these days. All right, Jay. So this year, you know, last year when we did these Friday shows, we just kind of went through every game and just quickly just touched on the whole game. This year we're going to do things a little different. We're going to go through some of the games, just talk about some players, some ADP, some value, some things that can happen that we're most excited to see. And you know it's the Cowboys, baby. I got to start off with the Cowboys-Giants. They play Sunday night. They play Sunday Aunt. night. And for me, Jay, in this game, 
the player that I'm most excited to see, 100% for me, is the man, Tony Pollard. I'm ready to see him. He's underdogs RB6, uh, ADP of 14.2, so almost a first-round pick in underdog drafts over the summer. I got 25 shares of Tony Pollard, man. 25 shares, 13.5%. Nice. A lot of people are very high on Tony Pollard this year. A lot of people think he can be RB1 overall. He's got the backfield, in quotes, to himself. This could be a very big year. New offensive coordinator. You look at the running backs behind Tony Pollard. Nobody is really like a stalwart, right? You got Rico Dottle. You got Deuce Vaughn. But this could be Tony Pollard's season. The offensive line is strong. You got Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biotish, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele on the right. This is a good offense, right? CeeDee Lamb, Dak Prescott, Brandon Cooks. I'm excited for Tony Pollard, Jay. I really want to see him. And this is a good test because... You know, if Tyler Smith may not play in this game, they got to go against Dexter mm -hmm. Lawrence, one of the best D tackles in football, Kevon Thibodeau on the defensive line, and a Giants team that should score some points. So for me, out of this game, Tony Pollard is one of the players that I'm very excited to see. And of course, y'all know, Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, we couldn't have talked Let's about go. him more over the summer. Underdogs QB 12, ADP of 106. I've got 20 shares of Daniel Jones an underdog and the reality is i think everybody watching this everybody listening everybody fans of the giants we all want to know if last year was a blip or is it a trend is he for real or was it a fluke we all knew daniel jones had massive talent 6'5 230 can fly brian dayball comes in and really turns things around for brian uh for daniel jones he was qb10 last year jay and i've, I've been on record saying that if there were a dark horse candidate for a player to have sneaky top five upside this year, I believe that player is Daniel Jones. So is he for real? Is this thing really going to be something? And if so, you look at him from a physical standpoint, he's got everything that you want from a quarterback. Arm strength, yep. mobility, uh, the size, durability. Like he's just always gets hit, just gets up. Dumb look on his face and he just gets up and gets to playing. But this is a guy that 700-yard rushing floor, Get Darren Waller in the building. I like their disgusting cast of wide receivers. It works for them. Slayton and Hodgins and Campbell, it works for Dayball and the Giants. So I think this could be one of the players that we look at the end of the season. And he finishes QB7, QB8 points per game. And he really cements himself as, as a legitimate dynasty asset at QB. Could be one of those things where, damn, I probably should have drafted a little more Daniel Jones. And then you put Darren Waller in here as well. Can he continue his hype from preseason week two with Daniel Jones, Brian Dayball, Waller's married. He's in a new place. He's happy. Life mm -hmm. is good. This is going to be an exciting Sunday night game, Jay. Yeah, man. I think this is really interesting because when I look at this game, and Ray, I really want your take on this. I almost feel like both these teams are built in very similar lights, but with different personnel and, and strengths in different places. You look at the Giants, they both have great running backs, right? They're going to go through the running game. And I almost want to see Daniel Jones play a little more like Dak Prescott and Dak Prescott to play a little bit more like Daniel Jones. And I think, you know, looking to see how Dayball would use Waller, knowing that he's got Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmer on the outside. Those receivers outside are doing absolutely nothing in this matchup. There is no way they will ever have a competitive edge versus the cornerbacks. And so the question is, how does Dan Quinn ultimately defend Waller? And will he put a Gilmore on Waller? Because that may be what's best for this team. So I'm curious what your thoughts are on that. Because again, you have Tony Pollard. We know he's going to do a lot of damage nah, versus man, these linebackers. Good. And good. the guy you didn't mention, 
Isaiah Simmons, who they traded for, who will be blitzing a lot, I'd bet, off the edge and seeing how Wink Barndale ultimately uses him. So I'm curious to see how that happens, but I think Waller is the key to the victory for the Giants. And if he can play well, I think the Giants can win this game. I really, really do. I I think the Giants can win, but I think it's going to be on the back of a massive performance from Waller. And how does Dan Quinn ultimately counter a big game from Waller? And how do the Cowboys respond on offense? Because I think there are some question marks depending on how they look. And I think this Giants defense will be much improved from last season. Hey, Jimbo. Hey, bet good, homie. Bet good. Case of Topo, Jimbo. And listen, I want DoorDash. <laughs> can do, I don't know where you live, Jimbo, but you can DoorDash my Topo Chico. Lock the bet in. Me and Jimbo, Cowboys beating the Giants. If 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 they lose, I got you. I will door dash you a case of Topo. You let me know. If you win, I want my bet. I won't play about my money. So bet good, Jimbo. Cowboys beat the Giants. Let's go to the Cincy Cleveland game, Jay. We talked about the main man, Joe Burrow, and the money that he's got. Talk to me about mm -hmm. some players that you are excited to see from this game and who we think wins this one. So for me, players that aren't necessarily under the radar but aren't the quarterbacks, you know, I'm super excited for Joe Burrow. I'm super excited for Watson because he hasn't looked so great in preseason. But I think the key for me really is Elijah Moore and seeing how they implement him in the offense. But it really comes down to Cleveland. What did they ultimately do on offense? Because I think on defense, they could be in trouble in this one. How does Watson look? How does integrate? We know he has chemistry with Amari Cooper. We know the GPJ will be involved, but we need Elijah Moore to be good for this team to be competitive in the AFC North. And we need Watson to be good, right? We saw some good things from him in the preseason. We saw some bad as well. I'm probably most excited for Nick Chubb, but that's kind of obvious. I want to see yeah, can I'm he get the receiving work too, that we yeah. expect. Like, can he yeah. just be an absolute workhorse in this game against the Cincy defense? Because I think they're going to need it. Cincy, on the back end, they lost Jesse Bates and they lost Von Bell. How did they ultimately play on defense? But the biggest key people need to understand is Jim Schwartz is now the defensive coordinator mm. for the Cleveland Browns. He runs a lot of single high coverage. The One of the best receivers in the NFL is on the other side for the Cincinnati Bengals. He has a three yards per route run versus single high coverages. So it could be a massive game from Burrow and from Jamar Chase. So yes, of course, we're excited to see Jamar Chase, but we could see a massive game if Jim Schwartz does not play too high coverage, which they've had a lot of success against Burrow in the past. The last season, under 240 yards in both games against Cleveland last year. Now they were in November and December. This one, much warmer weather, a bit more exciting. But if they play single high coverage, we could see a massive performance from Joe Burrow and from Jamar Chase because his yards per route run drops to under two versus two high coverage over three and in his best season 2021 ray 3.3 yards per route run for jamar chase as a rookie so that's the key to this game is do they play too high or do they play single high because if they play single high jamar chase hey, is man. going to go absolutely hey, you, hey, bonkers you, who's, in this one whose article are you reading right now man you over here popping off like lotto says Shh, let me pop off i hear you jay look at that all that stats and yards per route run you're reading somebody's article right, right now people. i know it um, you just gotta know you just gotta know the right people that's all yeah, you just Google searched it somewhere and, and read it verbatim off the screen. I'm with you. I'm I'm excited to see Burrow. I'm excited to see. It is Deshaun Watson for me. I, I want to see yeah, he's the guy. what Watson looks like, right? This was a guy that prior to his suspension, QB2, right after Mahomes. After that season where he threw for, led the league in passing with no receivers, QB2 gets suspended, misses damn near two years of football. We need to know if he's the real deal or not. Is he still Deshaun Watson or... Has he lost everything? This is not the same offense, not the same player. I'm with you. I really don't really, I mean, Elijah Moore, sure. It's Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson for me. Those are the guys that I'm, I really want to see. And I do think 
the Cincinnati Bengals and the new highest paid player in NFL history, Joe Burrow. Get yep, it done, Jay. Let's go up. to Atlanta, Carolina. A lot of young guys in this game. We all want to see the rookie Bryce Young. A lot of people may want to see what Desmond Ritter looks like. For me, Jay, it's Drizzy. It's Drake London. I want to see what Has Drake London looks like. This is the guy, if you believe the reports, he's the one. And, and the reason why I'm excited to see London is I think we all assume or can at least reasonably assume that this is going to be a run-heavy offense. We Arthur Smith, you draft Bijan Robinson, you don't draft him to not get him the ball. You've got Tyler Algier, who is a 1,000-yard rusher, is a rookie, much different player than Bijan. I, I think these two are going to be a phenomenal complement. I think what we sort of wanted to see last night from Detroit, Monty and Gibbs, we'll probably yeah. see that but more skewed towards the Bijan side with the Atlanta Falcons in this Carolina game. So Drake London is the guy. We love Kyle Pitts. All reports are he's, a, you know, the knee injury with the MCL. London's the one. He's the direct target monster for Desmond Ritter. And a lot of people in fantasy have been a little hesitant to go all in on London because of the, the low volume and the passing offense. Yeah. But, Jay, if he walks out there week one versus Carolina – 38% target share, 30% of the targets are going to Drake London. And that's going to be one of them situations where you're like, man, I probably, even if they're not going to throw the ball 600 times, they're going to get London the ball more times than not. It's going to be one of those situations where, damn, maybe, maybe we should have had a little more Drake London. And Jay, of course, we want to see Bijan Robinson. Like, you know, like, I, I, has to be. I mean, come on. I, I don't know how much we need to talk about that, but yes. We want to see B. John Robinson in this game. Anybody else that you're truly, truly looking forward to watching? Other than that, I want to watch how Bryce Young operates, but on the Carolina offense, there's nobody that gets me excited. Atlanta side, it's Ritter, it's Robinson, it's it's London, it's Kyle Pitts. Yeah, I mean, you talk about Carolina. I think that Mingo is interesting, not because I'm excited to see him play, but he could walk in as the wide receiver one in this game, right? We know that Thielen's banged up, Terrace Marshall's banged up, DJ Chark may not play in this one. So Bryce Young may literally may be walking into this game down three weapons, and Mingo is the number one target on the team. At which point, let's see how he plays, how he operates. You know, you talk about London. He's probably going to see a heavy dose of J.C. Horn. And then you have A.J. Terrell on the other side. So the number one wide receivers are going to have to really work in this matchup. So I'm curious how some of these secondary players and the auxiliary pieces in this offense operate. You know, you talked about Bijan. I think it's going to have to be a massive game from him. But in my opinion, Atlanta can run away with this one. If Brian Burns doesn't play, that defense for Carolina is heavily, heavily Chimbo. losing a big piece. Chimbo said he's hyped for Hayden Hurst season, baby. He's ready for, for that Hurst. To his point, if there's no available weapons, he could see, you know, five, six targets in this matchup, especially if Carolina is down. Bryce Young's got to throw the ball to somebody. It's not going to be, you know, it may be a Laporta five for 39 and a touchdown or five for 50. But if there's no other options there, then they could thrive. So I think it's just how does Bryce Young look? But honestly, not so optimistic for him in week one. I do think that, you know, the addition of the defensive tackles, that um, Atlanta brought in is going to be huge for them in the run game. And of course, Jesse Bates on the back end being the leader of that secondary should po should pose massive dividends for the Falcons early on and give Bryce a lot of fits. But I know that you're very excited for the next game, Ray, because there is a yeah. lot of players that we want to talk about, but we won't touch on all of them. San Fran at Pittsburgh, Ray, Brock Purdy's debut after the UCL injury, Nick Bosa got paid, so he will be playing in this one. We'll see how many snaps he ultimately plays. But start off with your boy, Brock Purdy, because he is the guy everyone wants to see. 
How does he look? How does he play? And especially versus a Steelers defense that will be after him early, rushing well, for and go. probably here's, getting home here, against this San Francisco. Here's the thing. Line. Here's the thing. I mean, it's it's go time now. There, there was no bigger topic on this show over the summer than Brock Purdy versus Trey Lance. There was no bigger show than that. Like we talked about that all the time. And there were a lot of people who just had their eyes closed and they thought Trey Lance was just going to somehow come back and take this job. And he's gone. So that story is over. Case closed. Cool. We we predicted that right. But now it's go time. Now you are the starter, Brock Purdy. It is your job. This is a team mm-hmm. that is Super Bowl ready. This is a team that is holding three of the highest paid players at their position in the NFL. It's go time. It's you. You won the job. You're the man. All right. Let's go. There, there are no excuses now. Let's see what he can do. I I'm very curious to see what this looks like. Do, do they open this offense up? Does he does he roll out there and just pick up where he left off? He hasn't lost an NFL game yet. He hadn't lost a game in which he started and finished. He has not start, oh, lost yeah. a game in which he started the game and finished and the finished, game. And yeah. you know it's inevitable. You know it's coming. And I think that when it comes, Jay, he hadn't even had his welcome to the NFL moment where you just get rocked, where you go out there and throw two, three picks, fumble the ball, yeah. picks. He hadn't had that moment. Patrick Mahomes had a pick six last night. Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. was getting passes. Brock Purdy is yet to have his welcome to the NFL oh shit moment. It's going to come at some point this year, and what's going to be interesting to see is how he bounces back from that moment because he has not had to face adversity, pressure, scrutiny. You know, on this isn't just a team. This is a Super Bowl expectation caliber team. So I'm ready to see it. Let's go, Brock. You got the job. Everyone talked you up. It's go time for Brock Purdy. And on the other side of the ball, Jay, you know, Kenny Pickett, I know you're excited to see Kenny Pickett. Dude, let's go. I think, I think everybody's excited for this player, though. That dog, George Pickens. I'm excited to see GP play. This is a player, 800 yards as a rookie. You've seen all the catches in training camp, all the highlights, the acrobatic plays, the dog mentality from George Pickens. If Kenny Pickett is really going to take a step forward in this offense, Deontay Johnson, no doubt, is going to get his. Pat Fryermuth is going to have opportunities at tight end. But opposite of that, George Pickett should see volume down the field, red zone opportunities. I know you're bullish on Kenny Pickett. I'm excited about Kenny Mm -hmm. Pickett. So just on the offensive side of the ball, George Pickens and Jalen Warren, Jay. First of all, nobody thinks Jalen Warren is going to take over and be their RB1 in Pittsburgh. Now, I've seen some reports where people think by the end of the year he could be the lead dog. I don't think that's going to happen. I do believe that these two complement each other very well. Warren does things Najee Harris can't do, and Najee can do things Jalen Warren can't do. But when you look at where Jalen Warren was going, underdog, uh, RB37, Jay, so right outside of an RB3, I've got 17, uh, I've got 15 shares of Warren, man. And this could be one of those roles where he's got standalone value in this offense if he is, in fact, the passing down back. He does get eight, nine touches out of the backfield. This could be a player that you're like, man, you know, you you, you see that 30, the light-skinned brother, you're thinking Austin Eckler, right? You're thinking some Austin Eckler light. But I'm very excited to see George Pickens with Kenny Pickett, to see Jalen Warren in this offense that – revamp their offensive line. You bring in Darnell mm-hmm. Washington. You draft Broderick, uh, Broderick, uh, Broderick uh, Jones from Georgia. You pick up, uh, I think they traded for another guard from the Philadelphia Eagles or signed a guard yes. from Philadelphia. So this is a team that should be much improved offensively. I'm excited to see those guys as well as Brock Purdy. 
Let's move on to the Minnesota, oh, Miami, LA game. Talk about who you're ready to see from this one, Jay. All right. It's the battle of the 2020 quarterbacks. Baby. Let's go. Justin Herbert versus Tua Tagovailoa round what, two or three now? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it couldn't have got much worse for the Miami Dolphins last season. But let's talk about the new look chargers under Kellen Moore, right? Obviously, Kellen Moore came in, going to be bombing it all day long. Justin Herbert had 367 and a touchdown versus Miami last season. Now, he will be going against Vic Fangio. And, Ray, I did pull some numbers for you. Kellen Moore versus Vic Fangio. Last time they squared off, I believe, was in Dallas back when Fangio was the head coach of the Denver Broncos and Kellen Moore was still the OC for the Dallas Cowboys. He had Dak under 250 yards and he held the running game. Zeke and Pollard combined to 14 carries and 62 yards. Now, of course, it is a different personnel grouping, but Vic Fangio, we know his defenses are great. So I'm really curious how this game ultimately shakes out because a lot of people are expecting big things from the Dolphins and part of it is Tua coming back and looking good. And part of it is this defense being much improved over last season the two um, edge rushers that they have are going to cause havoc for the LA Chargers and I'm so curious how they ultimately deploy them we'll see with the secondary though that was the major weakness for Miami last season they did bring in Jalen Ramsey but we know he is not going to be playing in this one um, in SoFi should be Fox game of the week the NFL is excited I'm sure Roger Goodell will be in attendance but it's going to be a big game and I think it's going to be the battle of the quarterbacks we'll probably see some Quentin Johnston I think everyone is excited to see the usage of Austin Eckler because a lot are predicting a downtick in targets for him and a oh, lot yeah? more passes down the really? field right really I mean, Kellen more in his style it's more downfield passing it's not so much checking down when okay. you go from a Pete Carmichael who checks the ball down a lot to a spread and shred type offense that Kellen Moore runs okay they'll probably run the ball a lot still I think we'll see some Joshua Kelly potentially yep, Josh in Kelly game. yep um, because they do deploy two running backs quite a bit in Kellen Moore's system. The Cowboys ran the ball the most with their running backs in the NFL last season. So for everything that people think, you know, the Bears and the Atlanta Falcons, it was actually the Cowboys who ran the ball the most with their running backs. I believe it was 436 attempts between Zeke Pollard and the other running backs as well. But for me, it's about the battle of the quarterbacks. And and please, God, can Tua redeem himself from his 10 for 28 145 performance they had last season. And as well, I'm looking to see how Raheem Mostert fares as the lead dog. He had 11 carries for only 37 yards in the matchup they had last season. Jeff Wilson did play in that one. Obviously won't be in this one. And maybe, Ray, can we see a little bit of a Devon A-chain too? Because I'm excited yeah, to see some a but we know he is dealing with some injuries. So we'll they see how he's heavily involved he is. But really for me, it's the quarterbacks and maybe some Quentin Johnson. But it doesn't seem like his role is going to be too solidified early in the season. All right, now there was some news out of New England that there's some uh, some turmoil with old Bill Belichick and his girl. I, I listen, I, I don't know, man. They got Matt Corral there, Mac Jones, Philly, New England, Jay, Philly on the road, opening it up. I mean, it, I, I'll say this: I have not heard a lot of news at all, Jay. Zero out of like really out of Philadelphia offensively hurts. None of those yeah. guys played in the preseason. A lick, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. I just want to see the Eagles' offense without Shane Steichen. I want to see yep. how AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard and all those running backs. I want to see what this new look Eagles offense is. No Shane Steichen. He's in Indianapolis. Uh, listen, I, I'm not really concerned about Philadelphia winning, losing this game versus the New England Patriots. But I am, I do want to see how this offense moves the ball without the play caller that got them to the Super Bowl last year. On the New England side of the ball, for me, it's really Zeke Elliott and um, Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson, how those two work in tandem. And then, is there a receiver worth rostering from New England? Is it Devontae Parker? 
Is it, you know, the reports are Juju's knee can explode at any moment. Oh, yeah. So I don't want that on my room. roster. I don't want to plug him in the lineup and the knee blows up. I don't want that. Is it Thornton? Is it Kendrick Bourne? Is it that? I don't know. Let me see Zeke and Ramon. <sighs> This, this is going to be an ugly game, Ray. Man, it's going to be an ugly it, game. Yeah, Literally the I, only player I had in terms of like that we expect something from is A.J. Brown because he is the man beater for the Philadelphia Eagles. And the other question for me is, like you kind of already brought up, Shane Steichen, how does him not being there impact this offense? They did hire from within, though, so I think they'll be okay in terms of uh, how Thorne's they operate. on the IR. Look at Taekwon's on the Yeah, Thorne's on IR, so he's not going to play anyways. <laughs> So um, is and it, then the big get, thing is, Boot, do the Eagles show up Did Boutte make the 53? Did he make the 53? I mean, I wasn't looking, but Chat, I believe did, he did. Did Kayshawn make the 53? Jimbo saying Boutte. Oh. Did Kayshawn make the 53? I need to know. Need to know. Hit the like he, button, too. There's 420 people in here. Hit the damn I like button. Why did. would y'all not like the video? Like the wide receiver for the one. Robert said Boutte, wide receiver one. Did He, he must have made the 53. All right. I think he made the, but I mean, right. They have no options. Like Kendrick Bourne, I mean, could they were talking all that tra uh, trash team. about him to start. So, hell, I don't know. I'm asking the question, man. Yeah, he made the 53. Joe said it. Robert said it. Yeah. It's on the 53. Okay, Ray. I do have one question for you because if everyone wants to know the answer, what? Who leads this Eagles backfield in touches week one? Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny. I'm gonna okay. go with Rashad Penny. Who do you got? Okay. Who do you got? Week I'd probably one. go Rashad Penny too. I wouldn't you go, go Rashad Swift. Penny? Yeah, I, right. wouldn't, I wouldn't go Swift. I'm not going Gainwell. It's not. I'm just. Boston you said Scott. week one. Um, I'm gonna go Rashad. Yeah, Penny. just week one. Just I'm week going one. Rashad I'm, Penny. I'm going Penny too. I think they All gotta right. hammer the ball up the middle and just play ball control. All right, stop delaying because you think I'm not gonna ask you this. Stop delaying it. You're talking forever because you don't want to get to this game. You don't want to talk about it. You said All a right. lot of outlandish things, so stop stalling so we can get the Green Bay Chicago. Green Bay Woof. Chicago, we got a division matchup out the gate, man. This should be a good one. Two young quarterbacks, Jordan Love trying to cement his name, and Green Bay Packers sort of the organization is the franchise quarterback, as well mm -hmm. as Justin Fields really trying to say to Ryan Poles and Bears country, I am the guy. So we've got this game. You said you didn't want to talk about it. I think there are a lot of interesting matchups in this one and a lot of fantasy-relevant players. You look on the Green Bay side of the ball right now, hamstring issues with Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. Could see a lot mm -hmm. of these young guys early, a lot of Luke Musgrave, potentially some Jaden Reed. I'm excited to see how the Packers do use Luke Musgrave, their rookie tight end who's very athletic. You know, we're getting these rookie tight ends on the field. We saw Laporta get on the field and make some plays early. Maybe this is some opportunity for Musgrave, Jaden Reed. We'll see the injury reports on Sunday morning. But for me, on the offensive side of the ball for the Chicago Bears, it's DJ Moore. It's a player we love. We like us some DJ Moore. We want to see DJ Moore play well. We've said Justin Fields needs a true number one receiver, so damn it, they went out and got one. You do not like him nor Justin Fields, so I want to hear from you. What are you most excited to see from this game? For me, it's the young guys on the offensive side of the ball for Green Bay, and there's only two players that I really, really, really want to see from the Chicago side. That's Justin Fields and DJ Moore versus, I believe, the Packers have a decent defense as well. So where are you at with this one? Yeah, so um, you mentioned Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. So for me, the, one of the most interesting guys, if they don't play, is Jaden Reed. You know, Jaden Reed was, I believe, the second receiver taken or the third receiver taken in the second round. Um, guy we saw at the Senior Bowl that looked phenomenal. All the reports have been glowing in practice. He's probably going to operate as the team's wide receiver three, regardless of whether Watson and Dobbs are available. 
operating in the slot and then of course you mentioned Luke Musgrave who I'm super excited for especially seeing the usage of Laporta in week one we've heard similar reports of running with the ones and especially in preseason a lot of work for Musgrave so very very excited to see both those guys but the real matchup that everyone should be paying attention to is DJ Moore versus Jair Alexander yes. Jair Alexander obviously the number one corner for the Packers the Packers did have a lot of success versus outside wide receivers last season. I think they will have to make their hay in the slot. But ultimately, we all know what this Bears offense is. It's Cole Komet. It's the running game of whoever's playing back there. It's going to be Justin Fields, and it's going to be DJ Moore. And so if Jair travels with DJ Moore, how does he adjust and how does this team adjust? Because if they can't get the offense going with DJ Moore, I think they're going to struggle. You know, we know that the Packers should have a strong running game. If those wide receivers aren't available, Aaron Jones is going to go absolutely crazy because Aaron he's going to be heavily yeah. involved in the passing game. You know, AJ Dillon will still do his thing, but I mean, DJ Moore, 48 and a half point over under for receiving yards. The game totals only 42. We'll see, right? I'm not expecting a lot of big things from Moore. He's going to have to make a big play probably to really show up for fantasy purposes, but I'm excited to see the matchup because it is a big one. And this is a big game for their NFC North, for the NFC North hopefuls out of Chicago. Which quarterback plays best, Jordan Love or Justin Fields? If you had to put a bank on it right now, walking out of that game, which quarterback looks like the quarterback for their team? If we're talking NFL franchise quarterback, I think the answer is Jordan Love. If we're talking fantasy, then it will be Justin Fields. All right, but I we'll think see. that you talk about going against the defense. I'd much rather take Jordan Love versus the Bears defense than take um, Justin Fields versus this Packers defense because the Packers defense is pretty good. And remember, they drafted Luke Van Ness, who will be flying off the edge in his rookie performance as well. Hey, man, who put this uh, Rams-Seahawks game in the show sheet? Who did this? Was this you? This is one of the games you wanted to talk about? <laughs> that was not me. You, we built, built this whole this whole show sheet, Ray. So let's, let's go off script because I can't believe you didn't put the Tennessee Titans and the New Orleans Saints on the show sheet. Why because do I wanna... you have to... So you're not excited to watch the Saints offense this season. I'm yeah, but like of, of not games there. I'm excited I mean, to see. I'm not, That's fine. I'm not excited I to watch see the Titans, Olave. man. I want to see De okay. well, the Titans. Are the Titans. All right, who do you want to see? I want to see Traylon Burks, Derrick Henry. Yeah, see? We want to see Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. We want to see Chris Olave. We probably want to see what Michael Thomas does. You know, I'm excited yes. to see what Rashid Shahid can provide to the offense. So for me, like, this is a game that I think can definitely be a high-scoring game. People are looking at it like, oh, I don't know. But there's literally no running game. The Titans' back defensive backfield Whoa. still god-awful. Still terrible. So I think no that this running is a game, game that people who? should be excited for. Tennessee's got a dope running game. You know that. They have a great run defense, but they don't have a great secondary. So there's no incentive for the, for the Saints to run the ball that much. And you can see Derek Carr really show out in his first game, and it's in the Superdome, too. I think this could be a very high-scoring game for week one that no one's really paying attention to. I'm very, very excited for this game. I think it's going to be a really good one. All right, all right. I, I agree. I agree. I do want to see MT. We do want to see Olave. Could he take that step forward? Um, anything else? We had the Seahawks on there. I want to see Charbonnet, Geno Smith, JSN play on the Rams side of the ball. <laughs> There's no who, one. Do we want to see Cam Akers, like, Van Jefferson? Who do you want to see from the Rams? I'll tell you. Who I'm, let me tell you who I want to see. I want to see if Puka Nakua is actually on the field. I want to see if he's actually on the field and playing. I do want to see if Puka Nakua is there. And I want to see the running back rotation. Is it a three-man yep. rotation? Is it Akers all himself? How much is Kyron Williams really involved? I, I mean, that's that's sort of where I'm at. So those are a few of the games. We're not going to go through all of them because we don't have enough time to do that. But make sure you tap into Breakfast and Bets on Sunday. We'll probably go through all the games from a sports betting perspective. Talk about any last-minute things that may have changed. Jay. 
Good Friday show. Appreciate everybody being in the building on Friday. Anything yes, you want to say to the good people? Man, Look at Joe. Joe is excited. on that. Joe been excited. on Tutu for like two years now. Joe is not going to let up. She, Ray, I, I all thought the about it. Are he's wide receiver too. I thought about saying it too. I thought about it. Damn. Woof. Go ahead. Woof. I had Tutu in best ball. I'm with it, man. Go ahead. What you got to say to people? Oh, bet. For me, for me, it's just get excited, man. Week one is here. I'm super pumped. Like even some of these back end games, like Raiders, Denver. Could be a sneaky good game with no defense. I'm just, oh, no way. He's two. We got to get Joe out of here. Joe's off the rails. No He's 173 way. now. <laughs> and then, of course, Ray, Monday show. Yeah, Recap, Monday show. And we have Bill's Jets. Yeah, let's so go. fired up for Bill's Jets. So let's fired go. up for Bill's Jets. We got Texas, exciting, Alabama this weekend. Texas, Alabama. Watch the game. Texas, Ooh. Alabama this weekend is going Who's down. Who's winning, Ray? Dion and Dion, uh, Colorado, Nebraska. Big noon kickoff. Yeah. Did you see that they had the highest viewed game, Colorado TCU on the weekend, really? opening weekend, most that. viewed game? I'm not, not shocked at all. So right? we got college Probably stuff. Do the same thing. Appreciate everybody do you think they, being do you think here. They Remember can beat the Texas new Alabama? Huh? Do you think they can beat Texas Alabama this week? That would be close. That can Nebraska's be got a fan. Nebraska's got a fan base, dude. They got a big like, fan don't base. Sleep and Colorado on. people will people will watch Colorado. Obviously, it'll be close. It'll be interesting. I think Texas Alabama is going to get them in the ratings. It's Texas Alabama. It's got to. It's got to. Appreciate everybody being here. Make sure you tap into the show on Sunday. Be here on Monday. We got a lot of good stuff that we got to go through and a big announcement on Monday. Y'all heard the Dynasty Trades and Five Partnership. Matter of fact, we're going to roll that and we're going to end on that. Y'all have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Enjoy Saturday. Enjoy Sunday. Hit the like button. We love y'all from the bottom of our heart. We got a lot of good stuff coming for y'all this season. So thank y'all for rocking with us and let's have a damn good season. We out, man. What's cracking, y'all? You know I ain't big on announcement season, but damn it, this calls for a celebration because three of the best minds with one of the best shows in the fantasy football space have decided to join forces with Destination Debbie in order to bring you some of the best fantasy football content that you will find. I'm talking about them three hammers. Scott Connor, Clay, Shane, the Dynasty Trades in 5 crew have officially partnered with Destination Debbie. Yes, I am excited and you should be too because here's what you get. The thousands of you that watch that show every single week on YouTube, you send in those super chats, you may not get your questions answered. DTI5, they got you covered now because you can sign up for their exclusive Patreon packets, patreon.com forward slash all gas. Sign up for the Dynasty Trades in 5 tier. And if you can't get those questions answered live on the show, you can get them answered live in the channel 24 7 365. You will also be able to find that show and other shows that Dynasty Trades in 5 will do on the Destination Debbie podcast feed. So make sure you subscribe to the feeds in order to get those shows in audio form. And finally, roster reviews. Yes, we have those coming. We've got a team of talented individuals that are going to help you review those rosters, fix those rosters, and take home those fantasy championships. So from the bottom of my heart, from Destination Debbie to you, we going to make it rain this season. Dynasty Trades in 5 and Destination Debbie, let's get it!